Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey everybody, it's Michael, and before we start this week's episode, I have some Patreon shoutouts. These are the fine folks who have contributed to our Patreon uh, campaign, BCC The Other Side, where for just $5 a month, you get an access to an entire dimension of reward episodes every month. So, I want to thank Rachel Bussart, Sandra Falk, Tom Malpas, 90 Day Bay, thanks Marcy, Jennifer E. Edelson, Cheryl Oski doubled her pledge, that's crazy, and thank you so much, Bob No, thank you, Peter Ambrose, Abby West, Amanda ben- uh, Benitez, Amanda Benitez, thank you, Andrew Fladbo, I need glasses, I need reading glasses now, This is. I have to zoom into this stuff, I'm not that bad at pronouncing names, I mean, we know that I am, but... Tori Renee, thank you. Gregory Allen Smith, with a generous pledge. Thank you so much. Kenneth Milam, another generous donation. Thank you. Rebecca Day, thanks. Jason Fitchko, Sasha Ross, Ali Moreno, Ty Morris, Danny Addis, and Brandon Kirk. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. We really appreciate your support. We couldn't do the show without you. Mwah! Kisses to all of you. And now it is time for the show. It's Bigfoot Collectors Club with Bryce and Michael. I know a ghost story or two. Let's do this. Hey, 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 everybody, I'm in a singing mood today. (laughs) Crazy Ex-Girlfriend's been canceled too long. Now I don't get to sing anymore. I just sing to myself. You can sing, man. Just sing. Sad little man in his own apartment, sitting all alone, looking for a ghost. Um, (laughs) That's a hit. That's good. Hold on. on. Stop everything. Change gears. (laughs) He's the loneliest ghost hunter. Um, Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another amazing episode of Bigfoot Collectors Club. I'm saying it's great right off the bat. Uh, (laughs) This is the show where we talk to amazing guests about their personal paranormal history and share stories of high strangeness. I'm your host, Michael McMillan. Not with us this week, Mr. Bryce Johnson. You know why? Because he's working on that top secret project that we've been teasing for six months now. I thought it was going to be a quicker tease, oh honestly. Oh, my gosh. Really building it he up. He is also not budging. He won't talk about it at all. Nope. I mean, all due respect. Hey, that voice you're hearing, that smooth caramel, That's that right. is our super producer. Riley Bray. Hey, and, everybody. Yeah, what's going on, baby? Not much. It's been a fun, weird day of... You had someone from, from one. Cinderella in your house yeah, today? Yeah, the, the 80s band. Yeah. The, the lead singer and guitar player, songwriter. Badass, dude. It was pretty cool. Um, I, my, uh, my, one of my other jobs is filming uh, interviews and documentaries, so we were uh, 
filming an interview with him, and it was awesome. He's do an you, amazing guy. Are you doing sound on that stuff, or are you f- filming? I also do sound, but I'm a camera operator. Oh, man. Yeah. It, I love cool the technical dude. toys, you know? Is that the guy who came in here and threw these guitars all over our clubhouse? No, that would be Spindrift, who is on a really intense album deadline these right now. These psychedelic cowboys need to take a minute <laughs> to clean up after themselves. But that actually was it being cleaned up. You should have seen oh, it boy. at about 4.30 a.m. I've been in here after some of those nights. <laughs> I don't want to know what goes on. I see the trace evidence. Um, everybody, we have an am- roll, baby. amazing show for you today. Because guess what? We're listening to your stories. That's yes. right. And to do that and to give feedback and provide a little Q&A session for you uh, uh, listeners out there, we have two awesome guests. They've been on the show before. One is an intuitive and medium, and the other is a practicing witch doctor. Together, they co-host the podcast, The Witch and the Medium, which you can find wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to the show, Adela Levine and Mystic Dylan! (laughs) Thank you! Thank you! I'm in real carnival barker mode this week. <laughs> I'm into it. Just it's because it I just had three sips of a Arnold Palmer and <laughs> apparently it's it. lit. And you're like a hummingbird. You yeah, just get that little bit of drink. sugar. It's nice. <laughs> Is it? um, guys, how's the, pod, how's the podcast going? Tell for our listeners who have not checked it out yet. Tell us what The Witch and the Medium is about. What's the story about a witch? The medium. There we go. <laughs> now, which is which? Which is the witch? So, uh, surprisingly, people would probably assume the female is the witch, but it's actually Dylan. Don't be so gender biased, nerd. Sorry, right? but people actually seem to be surprised that it's Dylan and not me. So, that's what we get the feedback on. But Dylan is the witch, and I am the medium. So... Mm-hmm. We we knew each other before and um, reconnected, and we would have these conversations, and kind of found that even though we approach things differently, right? And it worked. It works because he's a little more earth based and with the earth, and I'm kind of more into quantum and and just directly going into energy and she things. just described yeah. you as the boring one i did I'm, not describe i'm very <laughs> vanilla <laughs> like, i mean the guy has four snakes and you know throws bones i mean i always kind of think it's the opposite like, he's way more aesthetically pleasing. like if we were colors he would be eggshell white and i'd be the infrared Purple spectrum absolutely yeah. absolutely no but it, it is so funny because we always the way that it started, because we, it's not like, let's do a podcast. It was more, we would have these conversations. Yeah. We would have these discussions and everything. We always met in the middle. And like in our practice right. and everything we do, somehow we each would have this weird take on it. Um, I and- think more importantly, we're also both very grounded. Like we both don't take ourselves so seriously. And it's hard to find that. And to have someone who's just Especially kind of, in this community. Oh, in, wow. in, our, in our world. Yeah. yeah. Believe me, some of those people have been tweeting at us. <laughs> oh, And we welcome. love them. We love them. Welcome. We love that they listen yeah. to the show. But, you know, sometimes they yep. take their free entertainment Next very level. serious. Yeah. Yes. Very seriously. Yes. Yeah. And I think that for us, like, we have our, we obviously have our rules and we have our craft and the way that we work it. Um, but it, it's, it's interesting. So when we started the podcast, um, I was not expecting. I thought, well, also, it's interesting when we disagree on things. Yeah. 
We were not expecting that. We weren't. Yeah, we didn't. <laughs> Any disagreement whatsoever? Like, like people like, seem to like the disagreement. <laughs> oddly, but um, but I think that in the end of the day, we definitely c- come back, come into the. What's same the space. biggest sticking point right now? Like retrograde, <coughs> big picture. Wait, aliens what? and retrograde. He doesn't like aliens and blue. And, and she doesn't believe in Mercury retrograde, and Correct. its effects. But you're scared oh. of aliens, Mystic Dylan, from what I, I remember. Am. I am. So you're just, it's I not that you am. don't. It's not that I don't believe. It's that. You're like, in denial. Yeah. If I saw any of those little <laughs> critters, I'd be out. Tell yeah. the truth. Do you believe? I. Tell I, the truth. I definitely oh, believe that there's the stuff record. in space. <laughs> I, of course. I, Tell I, the truth. Oh, <laughs> She's reading me. This is going to find out like one way or another, disagree. dude. We have a no reading. You can't read me unless I give that's you That's true. We do approval. have that. We do, he doesn't let me read him. That's true. <laughs> that's a good That's a good rule. <laughs> that oh, is yeah. a good rule. Yeah. Boundaries. Yeah, boundaries. Boundaries. boundaries are key. Can you put up a wall? Yeah. And I have a safe word. Do you really? The wall is don't. And the safe word is nacho. Right. Uh, yeah. So I just want to let our listeners know if you hear a slight uh, sound distortion in the background, it's very hot here. So we're running a couple fans. So for the rest of the episode, I want you to picture we're just chilling with our friends out on a front porch on a hot New Orleans night. Yeah. And we're just going to tell some fun ghost stories uh, that come from the world of our listeners. But before we do that, I was teased outside the studio before we got walked in here. That you two had something wacky happen. I don't know if wacky is the right word, but at my favorite place on earth, Disneyland. Yes. Love me some Disneyland. Yes. So me and Dylan, because we, we do our little like celebration, so we hit 10,000 listens. So we... It's kind Congratulations. of a, Congratulations. Thank yeah. you. It's a milestone. It's not, yeah. yeah, it's not bad for we four months. We got very months. excited when that yeah, happened. We did, I know. Yeah. We're, we're babies, but we, and then we, it gives us an excuse to do our little celebration. Yeah. So we decided to go to Disneyland. And of course, because, you know, it's the Haunted Mansion. My favorite ride. Anniversary. My favorite ride. Classic. I mean, how could it not be? Yeah. It's right. very it's on like brand. We are the Haunted guys. Mansion. We, we are the, we always joke, we're like, we are the Haunted we Mansion. We live in, yeah. what did you say that I'm, I'm your madam? <laughs> Leota. Leota. And, di- and people don't know about Dylan, even though he's very witchy, he worked for Disney as a VIP tour. And he's Walt very Disney. Disney. World, yeah, right? Walt yeah. Disney World in Florida. I'm a huge Disney nerd. And it's funny because he's way more like that than me. He's way more like, hi, everybody. Let's do the whole, <laughs> to the whole park. How's your day? And all this kind of stuff. But we decided when we were going to go on the Haunted Mansion, so we were talking about it before, and he always sees me. He's like, can you ask Walt this? Can you ask Walt that? And all this kind of stuff. I wanted to talk to Walt. You want, I want to know. Right. He's sense. in the apartment yeah. above the firehouse. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And uh, so and- we were teasing about that, and I was like, could you? Ma- we were we were both like, could you imagine if the ride stopped? I was like, just want to get stuck on Haunted Mansion. But then we're walking to the park, and as we're walking to the park, all these crows started coming around like, at, at the top. We're like, behind like Cinderella's castle. Crows. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. and he said he's never seen crows never. like that. Uh, we're behind Sleeping Beauty's castle. Well, okay, we're That's not right. in Orlando. We're not in Orlando. <laughs> Sorry, this is not. <laughs> The Magic Kingdom. <laughs> okay. This is Disneyland. <laughs> yes. We are behind wow. Sleeping Beauty's castle, castle. Um, and in Fantasyland. And literally 
all these crows are flying over, and it's like twilight too. Yeah, it's like and close he's evening. and he's like, I've never seen like, that, what? and it was kind of trippy. And then I Did yelled they out, "Land on the castle?" No, they no, just were, were just circling. Like, they were circling, and it was like high up. Pretty yeah. awesome. Whoa. It was pretty cool, cool. and they were pretty big ones too. They were like, big, right. I would say it's on the verge of them being ravens. You yeah, know, they were big boys. It's like Maleficent has yeah, her right? raven in the movie. Yeah, yeah precisely. And I have a real big connection with crows and stuff. Yeah. But I yelled out and I said, "So if you want to show us a sign, make the uh, the haunted mansion ride stop get stuck." So we go on the haunted mansion ride and we're going, we're going, and it's like almost to the end. And I'm like, well, maybe it's not going to happen. And then his favorite part is with the, the mummy, mummy drinking tea. We get stuck yes. right in front of it. It stops. Right in Whoa, front. Really? Right in front of it. Yeah. And, and, and a good like five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Because I was going to say, Whoa. I don't want to burst your no, bubble. No, no, no. They announced. Because that ride <laughs> stops, stops all the time. All the time. Because but... stupid kids want to get out and touch. Yeah, well, yeah, they yeah. they announced like. But they, not for that long. Yeah, yeah. It was like a five minutes. It's, we thought the same thing too. Yeah, but we were like, like, we're stuck here for like five minutes. Enough to like take selfies and record it. Yeah. And, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Took and, a boomerang. Right. Boomerang. Nice. And then as we go, I said, we're going to get the. I just heard something say, you'll get the skinny ghost, you know, when you oh, see yeah. And that's yeah, the yeah. one we got on our way out. And yeah. I was like, but it was literally like right before we got on. So I know it, those are those things you can logic out, but it was kind of like. And our favorite sequence. animatronics were at least mine. Like I have. No, I, the, I also, there was some personal significance yeah, there. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. And you know what? Why look to look a gift horse in the mouth? Totally. So yeah. we were, you asked we for were, it, you got this it. This is the thing about signs that people have to understand. the unmanifested. Mm-hmm. But Made I was talking to the spirit world, and what people got to understand is if it's all the dots connecting, and that's the problem with signs that people tend to miss, is that you can logic anything out. But he's. we even talked about it on our podcast that his favorite part is that, and we weren't just sort of in front of it. That's the only thing we could see was that mummy thing. and um, And I had just said it. And and then it was pretty awesome. Yeah, so I, you great. have to kind of just take it, you know. I I love and it. We took it. Yeah, I, I oh. took it. I yeah. took it. Do you, Dylan? Do you have the mummy tat- tattooed? You should get that no, tattoo. I should. Oh, you mummy, know, I have no for all my tattoos. I have no Disney tattoos. You gotta which is get weird. like a haunted mansion. Yeah, I, it's, that's it's like a deep my, cut Disney yeah, tattoo. Though, I do. You know? I either want I want Madame Leota, or I'm probably gonna get the little mummy. Drinking oh, tea. I love that. Yeah. I was, uh, I've been at Disneyland a lot this year and recently. Thanks uh, for the invite. Well, anytime. <laughs> Sometimes I go last minute, but uh, I was on Space Mountain mm. and we wrote it once and then it started again. Like it didn't let us off. So we got awesome. to write yes. it a second time. And you know that tunnel that you go through where they flash all the lights and yeah. take your picture yeah. at the very end? We went through that, and then it stopped, and the whole thing broke down. And I was like, at first I was scared because I thought another car was going to rear end. Yeah. Us. Right. You know, if the whole thing's broke down, the whole thing's down. But it was cool because these people had to come out and, like, push the cart through the end of the tunnel. And as we came around, everyone was, like, clapping. It was <laughs> oh, fun. Snap. Maybe this is just a testament that Disney needs to, like, I don't know, get their act Maybe, together. Maybe. <laughs> but that was cool. I've always wanted to do a walk-off and, like, a ride yeah. where yeah. you can, like, go past some cool stuff. This was just, like, you were, like, in – Space Mountain with the lights on. It's crazy. It ruins I saw it in, it ruins I saw it in it. Florida. It's just, like, it's just, like, tracks, I bet. Yeah. 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 It's, it's pretty. It looks like I was a, like, oh. It looks like a rundown laser tag. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not good. Um, okay, so we 
have stories from our listeners today, and I thought you guys would be the perfect people to bring in. And because you guys are here, I thought, well, wait, let's have a Q&A from our listeners on Twitter and Instagram that have just questions for you guys. So we're going to do some listener stories first, and then we're going to do the Q&A. For that, we're taking a quick break. We'll be right back. Awesome. But it's um, flammable, right? Yeah, it's very flammable. He taught me that, and very I was like, flammable. "That's that's why I like my cauldron." That. Florida water is flammable. Mm-hmm. Yes. Explain this to me, please, because I feel like this is something people need to know. Yes. So it goes back to 1864 during the Civil War. Um, no. <laughs> oh, I was going with it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're that's back. Kind of how it started. Hi, everyone. Oh, oh, we are. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, so yeah. So essentially, Florida water is known now in the community, like uh, for cleansing. So it, it pretty much you use it to cleanse off the bad juju. Um, but it actually started as oh, a, like in a mystical. Yeah, way. in a mystical sense. I was like, I do. A, I use water to cleanse. Yeah, in you my use water shower. to cleanse in your that's shower. Like. Though you can, like, I put it in my body wash. Um, I put a little bit because it just cleanses. It removes all the bad juju or bad spiritual gunk. Got it. Um, awesome. But it really kind of started. It has an interesting story. So it started as a cologne. Um, and if you've ever seen Gone with the Wind, uh, when Rhett's coming up the stairs, when she sees him for the first time, she's like, where's my toothpaste? And she actually takes a swig a Florida of water? Florida water. So wait, I'm yeah. confused. Is Florida water the name of something? It's, so it's, it's on the shelf. It's this little perfume. Oh, yeah. It's this little c- cologne, not from Florida. It's actually from New York. Um, I and thought you just... were talking about the f- taps that come yeah, out. Yeah, I, I had a feeling <laughs> that's why I wanted to show The water that came out of no. the taps is no. alcohol. And I'm like, <laughs> what is happening? In Florida, this might explain some of the headlines <laughs> that have been happening. We understand what's yeah. happening in the Florida, zombies. finally. Now the we know what's wrong with all of these Florida, Florida men. People. The Florida men. The bath salts, that's where it comes from, yeah. Florida. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, so essentially, it's it's really just a cologne. It's like a tonic. Um, yeah, it's like a tonic. But I thought it was water, and yeah. I did not know all this time. Girl, I'm so glad I told you. And I was just like throwing you. it places, uh, was, and he was like, because I, I, I hardly ever use it for cleansing, no, hardly ever. So I use it, so I put it in my cauldron, lot, yeah. and then I throw a match in there, and it actually makes a beautiful I love that fire. you have a cauldron. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Of course. Yeah. Yes, I have, I have many oh, different sizes. Yeah. I have like I have several. my I have my mini table cauldron. I have my like larger, and then I have my big black beauty. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But essentially, mm-hmm. so it was a cologne. Um. And then during the late 1800s, uh, it started getting used for spiritual purposes. Cool. So it's yeah. I love it's really it. Cool. All it's right. Better than Sage. Well, you chime in and let me know when Florida water might solve some of the problems that our listeners <laughs> are happening. <laughs> or ha- or ha- having. Everyone. Okay. Uh, this one is called Crazy Experience with Adela Levine. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys. My name is Gabby, and I just wanted to tell you about an experience my boyfriend and I had with Adela Levine. The Mystic Museum recently hosted a class on spirit communication. My boyfriend and I ghost hunt on the Queen Mary pretty often, so I thought this might be something cool and helpful for us. The first half of the class was taught by Mystic Dylan. He went over the history of communicating with spirits, tools, and protection. The second half was taught by Adela. She explained that for her portion, we were going to lay down on the floor, and she was going to push our energy out of our bodies and take us directly to... In all caps, the spirit realm. I look over at my boyfriend, and he seemed 
not down for this. But he had listened to the entire class so far and was laying down to participate in this next part. And the room was small, so we sprawled out behind a little sofa. Adela then played some music while instructing us to lift up and and when to meet our spirit guides, etc. I physically felt different each time we went somewhere. But the majority of the time, I only saw colors and got a full-on image about twice. I mean, that's good. If you're seeing, like, colors, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Gabby, yeah. you're tripping in a good way. Um, <laughs> let me see. She was seeing images. Okay. When she brought us back, she had everyone sit up and get their bearings. People started quietly talking, but my boyfriend was still out. It's 10 p.m., so I assumed he's asleep. So I start rubbing him gently to wake him up. He's not waking up. Adela starts talking to the class, so I start shaking him harder. He begins shaking like he's having a seizure. I'm sorry I'm laughing. I'm not really laughing. I'm getting nervous. Then his eyes open, but they roll straight to the back of his head. Whoa. What? Where he was I? He suddenly jolts awake. I know. I got nervous. Jeez. I was like, this is, this is a cool. This is cool. I think this is cool to tell this story. <laughs> Nice job, Adela. (laughs) He suddenly jolts awake and immediately starts crying. I ask him if he's okay, and he says, no. (laughs) Everyone else starts telling Adela what they saw. Someone saw a giant white bird. Someone else saw all of their old pets. I'm bummed because I didn't see any of that, but whatever. When we get back to the car, he finally tells me what happened. When Adela started telling us to cover ourselves in a gold light, My boyfriend said he immediately shot up into space. He was surrounded by stars and couldn't hear Adela anymore. He hung out there for a while and then started falling down into pure blackness. He said he was in the pitch black for what felt like hours. He saw a light coming towards him and suddenly he was standing on a beach at night. Only somehow the sand was warm and lit up like it was daytime. Then his deceased dad appeared. He asked his dad where he was and if his dad and his dad just said, you're here. Hmm. His dad then asked him how the rest of the family was doing. At some point, they sat down on two camping chairs and were just catching up on that beach. My boyfriend said he could hear a woman's voice saying, come back, come back, and started to feel like he was being pulled away. So he quickly grabbed onto his dad. His dad hugged him saying, it's okay. And that's when my boyfriend woke up. He was too freaked out to talk to Adela at the class, but he ended up messaging her when we got home. This is by far the craziest thing that's happened to us. I love your show. Hope you enjoyed my story. We did. It was. Yeah. I felt like I was throwing you under the <laughs> yeah. bus there for a second, but I knew she contacted you or yeah. the boyfriend yeah. had. But yeah. what's that oh, yeah. about? That's yeah. intense, but very beautiful in the end yes so what that's about is um so yeah me and dylan did a class and we're actually gonna be doing another one coming up um where he like you know we were talking about earlier he kind of likes to talk about the tangibles and the things and i like to just throw people literally to there but i do the golden light is is about protecting the physical self and it's really not light, like it's just how we see it. It's a vibration, and we interpret vibrations through colors, just similar to um, 
Riley's board that he has there. Like, you know. I call her guest relations of the underworld because <laughs> she gives you a tour. Yeah. But I cried during that class, too. I, I saw yeah. my grandfather, really? and I was one of the last people to wake up, too. And he's yeah. very close to you. You yeah. talked about him on the episode that we had yeah. you on prior yeah. to this. And that's when I saw all my previous animals. So Whoa. she sent me down, and it was like my grandfather, my cat, and like my five dogs that I've had growing up. It was the craziest experience, and I woke up like shaking. <laughs> well, with this, so the, what happens is, is that with that situation, what I'm doing is... Um, like music and uh, is a vibration and we are, are vibrating what people understand is when you push what I do, the reason why I use music is because it helps vibrate the frequency in us and push us out and he obviously didn't have as hard time as he thought he would and a lot of times um, and so, do you think that's because he might have had like ac- easy access to that realm already probably, and didn't know it? Yeah, it's probably a little easier than he thinks. And um, and I was pushing kind of hard, and he probably because he actually wasn't really expecting anything. He just kind of, you know, didn't fight it because he because it sounds like he wasn't like I don't know, and he wasn't resisting, but he wasn't really thinking anything would happen. Right. And so what I do is it's really the master teachers that she called guides. They're the, they're the higher beings that I've mm-hmm. talked to you about before that I have come and help pull out the spirit. And, um, and so it's to see you go to that realm, just like when you have dreams of the spirit world, you're actually going to that realm. So it's the mm-hmm. same idea, but I'm trying to get you guys to be aware of it instead of like thinking I just had some dream. And it is exactly that. Like you go there and you're sitting in this chair and he's actually talking. It What happened probably was is I did I do bring people back very subtly, but it probably shocked him how fast he went mm. out. It sounds like he has the ability more than he thinks and he shot out a little quicker. And I do I do look around and I walk around and I let people who are laying there take a minute, um, you know, to, to get situated. But. I can see and I pull on energy to bring people back. Like I can see, I can see everybody. It was like 30 something people, but I can mm-hmm. still see what everyone's doing. And I, when the, the voice isn't just my voice, I'm pulling the mm. energies back of everybody to come back and kind of snap back into, into the physical self. And so, yeah, he, I do remember him messaging me and it, it was, he was actually very happy in the message. It was just probably shocking. I, that's what I was going to yeah. say. Yeah. I think he was, it's to me, I interpret it as, well, he's just had this he was shocked. crazy yeah. experience. Yeah. yeah. Crazy I've, meaning like right. un, 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 unexpected. Expected. Yeah. And I've done this lots of times when I tell people, I said, this is a real thing. And the colors is really pretty much how it starts for most people. But that's just the beginning part. And he went, what I'm doing is taking you beyond this plane into the other plane. So I'm not really into the astral plane when we're doing this. We're going to the other dimension. Yeah, cool. So I'm so the happy. That makes awesome. me happy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like a, a, a thrilling, thrilling adventure with a beautiful ending. Yeah. Um, okay, this one's from Katie. Uh, she says, I love, love, love the show. I cannot recommend it enough to people. Thank you so much, Katie. I have two stories to tell. One was terrifying and one is sweet. But both have stuck with me since the day they each happened. We're starting with sweet or terror. Scary first. <laughs> Always scary first. Always scary first. <laughs> I lived Get in a two-bedroom apartment with a co-worker. I worked swing shift and she worked graveyard. And we noticed many strange sounds around the house that we wrote off to being part of apartment life. We lived in a downstairs apartment in a two-story complex. It began... With the upstairs neighbor walking loudly each morning at 5.30 a.m. 
I would wake up and hear them walking from one end of the room to the other. While slightly annoyed, it wasn't a big deal. My roommate began to complain to me about the neighbors being loud during the day. So we decided to go upstairs and introduce ourselves. We hoped we could ask them to please be a little bit more quiet during their morning routine. As a now late 30s adult, I would just get over it, but I was 21 and annoying. Don't be so hard on yourself. (laughs) We went to their apartment and knocked. It was then we realized that the upstairs apartment was empty. It had been vacant since we moved in. We just shrugged it off and tried not to think too much about it. The footsteps continued, but I managed to sleep through them. One morning, I woke up to someone knocking on my bedroom wall. It was 4.30 in the morning, and the knocking was happening all over the wall from ceiling to the floor. I was frightened and turned on the lamp next to my bed. I stayed in room in my room until 6 a.m. My roommate happened to be off that night, and when she woke up at 7, she complained to me about a loud knocking on her wall at 4.30. My wall was the wall of our neighbor's living room, but her wall was shared with our bathroom. By now, I was beginning to realize there was something weird happening, but I still pushed it to the back of my mind until I couldn't I couldn't ignore it anymore. Really ruined that delivery. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> my roommate came to work to begin her shift, and as I was getting ready to leave... She looked exhausted, or I think came to, she says, my roommate came to work to begin her shift as I was getting ready to leave. She looked exhausted and worried. I asked her if she was okay, and she said, yeah, it was just a dream. I pressed her on the dream, and she told me that she woke up at 9 p.m. and got up to check the window because a loud noise woke her up. She looked out the window, and she didn't see anything. She checked the hallway, nothing in there. She kept her door open and the hallway light uh, she kept the door open and the hallway light on and went back to lie down. As soon as she put her head on the pillow, she saw it come into the room. A man so tall, he had to stoop to get into the room, walking through her open door. She couldn't move. She described him as tall with sharp features. His skin was very dark. As he got closer, she realized his skin was a deep red, so dark that it looked black. He sat down on her bed, and she felt her bed sink. He looked around her room and then said, I haven't had four walls around me since Jesus was my brother. Then he put his face right up to hers. And inhaled deeply. He got up and walked out the door. As soon as he was out the door, she was able to move again. She got up and ran to the hallway and no one was there. I don't know what happened. Maybe it was sleep paralysis. Maybe it was a dream. I just know she was scared. And I stayed at my parents' house that night. (laughs) I had the house blessed by a priest the following week. And all the weird noises, knocking, and high strangeness stopped. Mm. That's story number one. Now we have story number two, which is sweet. Wait, I want to know more about Jesus' brother. <laughs> well, I'm just going to say Florida we'll take water. A pa- <laughs> we'll take a pause there. We'll come to the sweet story in a moment. What is- That's creepy. The image uh, of the guy yeah. stooping 
to walk through her doors yeah. really creepy. But that's just energy. People, the those type of beings can like stretch. They can change their energy to any type of appearance they want to create. Who's they? Adela. Yeah, um, I, she uh, says casually. Spirits or beings, but that's more like a spirit. Mm-hmm. And the spirit, a, a very well versed and good at manipulating uh, energy. Okay, and can change form in in a lot better. Obviously, this wasn't a uh, one just trying to be her friend. What what were you saying? No, I'm because Dylan doesn't she, like this stuff. That's why she was out like, the <laughs> Yeah, I'm you like, got a cauldron like, and a shirt full of skulls, <laughs> and you're telling me, yeah, he doesn't. He you're gets, not into this. No. no, I'm into it. I'm into it. But doesn't, doesn't mean that like I to want see it. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, I don't like seeing. I have a I have a yeah. rule. But with my the first world. sense is that this was um, not harmful. It, people immediately think it's evil, but it's kind of more like a teacher type mm-hmm. of thing. But not doing it in a very uh, nicety way that people always want. Like people always think angels and things are that have to be like always just la la la. And sometimes right. it isn't that way. Well, sometimes you get spirits that don't know their social cues. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and there's also a misconception. Everyone assumes like when they were talking about the red, like red is not necessarily a malevolent color oh. and not necessarily associated with evil. But she it's saw actually, it as like dark. At yeah, the end. she saw but, it but, as dark. But, but the color red on the spectrum at night looks very deep looks right. darker than Sinister. it is right. it's one yeah. of the first colors to vanish on the spectrum in, at but night. remember yeah. when so. i was saying colors is a vibration and we interpret tate the vibration we interpret the color at uh, the vibration into a color yeah so what i have learned is red is um aren't when i see red that it's a, a vibration it can be very passion and yeah. it, it doesn't always have to. It's not always evil. It could be anger. It could be yeah. passion. And to the Greeks and Egyptians, it represents it's just life. It's the blood. So blood right. is essentially the blood force. But I feel like this was definitely a, a being a spirit that was, um, you know, letting that presence known and kind of waking them up a little bit. But they're not always going to do it like la di da. Here's a flower. To Riley's question. <laughs> yeah. Why? What's the? What do you make of the Jesus's brother? Since I was Jesus's maybe brother. saying that it was ancient, probably an old spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, like walked. Yeah, the earth walked at the same at the time. time as like the Jesus. time of Jesus, like, like his a, brethren. Not yeah, it's like a poetic brother. way of saying precisely. It. That's cool. I like that. Yeah, saying that it. You know, it's not a spirit that died in like the fifties. Whoa. Cool. Yeah, and it's not literal. That's what people got to understand is that realm right. doesn't always have to be literal. It's just letting them know that they're they're a more of a master type of spirit. That's why I said these are ma- the yeah. masters can be like how I talked about the watchers, whatever. The masters can be very, very like that. So it's letting you know yeah. that I'm no pesky watchers old. again. They're always <laughs> watching. Old spirit. All right. Let's do old the sweet spirit, story. Right. All right. Here we and go. It's a little sad as well. Oh, My sweet story is about my brother. My brother died in 2008 after a long illness. In 2011, I woke up and I saw him walking through the room I was staying in. It was his old room. And he walked out. This was around 3 in the morning. I assumed... Yep, 3 o'clock. I see you nodding, Dylan. That's the hour of high strangeness. I assumed that I had been dreaming about him and just carried it over to real life. I didn't give it a second thought. The next day, I was at a friend's house and my mom called me. She wanted to ask me for a favor, and after a brief conversation, she said, Oh, Mija, I just wanted to tell you about a dream I had last night. Your brother was in your room, and he kissed you on the cheek and walked out. I know he came to see me. 
His life was one that was short, but full of a lot of living in the 37 years he was on earth. It brought me such comfort to know he was still looking out for me. Thank you for your time, and thank you for the podcast, Katie. Awesome. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Awesome. And we're sorry for your loss, but he's there. It sounds like he's Absolutely. with you. That's well, really yeah, beautiful. Th- those energies are constantly there. But yeah. 3 a.m. is only because that's to do with us. People always think it's something to do with the time. Well, okay. Well, what is it to do with us? Because we're usually sleeping, and your your mind is um, not interfering so much with mm-hmm. your ability. It's because you're really deep into the REM the, sleep to be able to like open your spirit to it, and your mind doesn't start interfering with um, what's happening. Whoa. I mean, I've been waking up three through three to five my whole life. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that time is, I know, just like. That's when people are like, Adela, I need to talk to you right now. Adela. <laughs> the only time I, I, t- I texted her at 3 a.m. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, he was. Yeah, that was after our class because he had yeah. um, he his, oh, his was closet crazy. door opened. The night. What? So the same night, the same night of the story that we read. I told you the same thing. I tell everybody, you want to see some shit? <laughs> so the, after after I had my, you know, my whole experience with my grandfather and we, we did our whole class, I went home and uh, – I'm I'm like watching TV and I'm doing my thing and I'm getting ready and I couldn't sleep and all of a sudden so I have this sliding these two wooden uh, doors that slide on my closet mm-hmm. and like it's like packed like it's also a storage unit mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden I just hear this pop and and the my closet popped open. What? Yeah. And it was crazy. So then I closed it again and I didn't like lock it all the way. And then slowly but surely it just opened more. And then your snake got and out. Then, yeah. So I texted her and I was like, my closet just opened, whatever. I couldn't sleep. I was like, whatnot. And then I went to sleep and that at like, it was like 3.45 in the morning. I woke up and I felt something. And at the foot of the bed, I have this long um, terrarium. And that's where my python is. I have a, a Burmese python. Brad. <laughs> oh, that's no. your... Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I woke up. Daddy. <laughs> I woke up and I'm like, what? Someone's and she, no, no, no. she was <laughs> half. So she's half on my bed and half in her terrarium. Whoa. And like she can't there's no way and that also slides, but it's heavy glass. Like yeah. there's no way. Uh and it was it was pretty mm-hmm. insane. So I texted her and I was like, Nope. Yeah, and I'm like, Nope about your snake. Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. your snake's name? Uh, uh Marie Laveau. Oh after the voodoo queen. Yes. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I don't. Yeah. I don't really like. No, Aww. I do she's not a, like it. She, okay, but so she, she has the face sweet. of a Labrador. She sounds sweet. Mm-mm. She has a little puppy face. That's even scarier than <laughs> that. Actually, that no. I was, with, snake I was with, a with the snake, but pup, head puppy she's snake like, dog? is terrifying. <laughs> she's like <laughs> spirits like, and beings. She's like a golden retriever without no legs. <laughs> that is like something out of one of those medieval like yeah. beast beastiary <laughs> like. If you met Catalogs. her, you'd be like, I see it. She has a puppy face. Oh, I don't I'll like show you a picture. You know what? Mm-mm. I'm Bring back into the studio. <laughs> yeah. no. no. I should. <laughs> That's well, I'm here. We can do a podcast <laughs> with her. Adela, mm. what, what is it with snakes? You, no, you just don't. I don't like the feeling. No. I don't know. <laughs> is it a tactile it's thing? A, the touch of yeah, it? Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, anything that's kind of coming up 
you know, on me. I don't like, but weirdly, I don't mind anything in that other realm. Like What's that. funny is that they're so connected to the other realm. Well, <laughs> are they? Is that a thing? Uh, oh, absolutely. If you look at, if you look, snakes are the coolest because throughout, whether it be Native American culture or Egypt or all cultures, associate them with magic and witchcraft. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and because they don't have legs and they're on their belly uh, and they shed their skin, they're associated with death, earth, and and uh, primordial. You know, mm-hmm. ancient. But knowledge. Dylan, I'm not a snake. I'm a Labrador. <laughs> my legs cut off. <laughs> I've been trying to explain creepier, it this whole time. Creepier, even creepier. She's <laughs> no. Let's move on. Yes, let's move on. Keep hey, your snakes in their cage. Hey, Michael, <laughs> Bryce, Riley, and insert guest Adela and Mystic Dylan. Yay. Man, I wish I had a UFO sighting to share, but like everyone else in the world, I just have a ghost story. (laughs) Well, a poltergeist type of let me follow you 100 miles across SoCal in the mass of three years ghost story. All right. It all started in 2014 when I was dorming at CSU Channel Islands, what used to be Camarillo State Hospital. The dorms that I was living in was built from the ground up, so it was not renovated like the rest of the dorms from the old hospital room. Uh, there was it, so it was not renovated like the rest of the dorms from old hospital rooms to dorms. So, mm. gotcha. The new wing. Uh, he or she? Let me see. Uh, Wait, this a was she. a hospital turned into a dorm. Yep. Nope. So, sounds nice. Nope. Um, <laughs> and the dorms she was living in were built from scratch. So, but oh, some okay. of the ones had been converted. Oh, okay. No, thank you. By the way, to that hard <laughs> yeah. no. Yeah. yeah. Not a good I'm idea. getting an off-campus apartment. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, a tent. Yeah. Uh, mind you, before the university came about and after the hospital closed, the land was blessed by both a priest and the Chumash tribe. The Chumash believed that the part of the Rainbow Bridge had landed somewhere on the University Hospital land that helped the Chumash migrate from the coastal islands to the mainland. So the land was essentially blessed and supposedly cleaned, but let me just say, uh, from bad juju, but let me just say, wrong. On this specific night, I was in the dorms by myself. I had three other roommates who had not moved in yet. And that night I went to bed and I woke up with my sheets tightening around me. I'm not a sheet. I'm just a Labrador with no legs. (laughs) I'm innocent. So cute. The sheets were keeping me down. And as soon as I tried to move, hands started crawling up from what seemed like under the bed, over my feet, up to my legs. These are her words. Up to my crotch, my boobs, and my head. As soon as I figured out what the fuck was happening, I started saying all of the prayers I knew, like a good, non-practicing Catholic. That's when you do it. At the end of my Hail Mary, I looked up and there was a priest-looking guy standing beside my bed, Hmm. decked out in that brown, burlappy priest uniform, like a monk, I guess, uh, from back, back, back in the day, looking past me at whatever was under my bed. He muttered some words, and the hands descended down below my bed. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Now, a curse that I seem to have is that I dream every night, lucid dreaming, in fact. I know when I am dreaming and when I am not, and I also know how to get out of my dreams if it happens to get too scary. Let me tell you, I was not dreaming. Fast forward one year, 2015. Boom. I was doing my victory lap at CSU Channel Islands. It took me five years. Ha ha ha. And I was napping in my car on campus. 
When I was sleeping, I experienced some type of sleep paralysis. Notice I didn't use that as an excuse in my first story. I had a pressure on my chest and I couldn't breathe and I woke myself up gasping for air. Looking around frantically, no one was in my car nor by their cars in the parking lot. I quickly looked at my chest and saw that it was red. I've attached a photo. Uh, whatever it was, it was a familiar energy. Now, here's a photo. And um, you can see uh, it's her collarbone, like underneath it looks a little red, a little bit discolored. Yeah, you can a little see that. Maybe. Little Nothing bit. drastic, yeah. but I'm sure if you know you noticed that, you would notice it if there was a difference. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're fast forwarding another year, 2016. I got my degree. I was. This is like turning into a miniseries. I got. I got my degree, and I was living with my mom in Fillmore. I got married. It's like so many different settings and characters. My mom's house is incredibly haunted, and I guess that could be a story for another email. But this time, I mean, why stop now? Really, this time it was from familiar energy. Again, I was laying in bed asleep when my door opened. I sleep with the door closed at all times. No one walks through, but the door is moving as if something was. I look to the ground, and there is a snake slithering on the ground. Nope. I'm not making no this way. up. Shut up. Nope. I am not making this up. <laughs> oh, Come on. Yeah, look what you did, Dylan. Leave a the girl sort on. of Harry the Potter and the Chamber of Secrets <laughs> snake. A basilisk. The snake slithers up my bed, over my no. foot, up my leg, up to my chest, wraps around my neck, mm-hmm. and hisses right in my ear. Wow. I say my prayers again, and nothing happens. So instead, I say... In the name of Jesus Christ, leave. The snake descends upon my body, back onto the floor, through my door, and the door closes. Like any adult would, I got up and ran into my mom's room and slept there for the night. Boom. I think I got confused. Is this like a no, tangible she, snake? No, like a dream snake. Like a psychic snake. It's like psychic a snake. spirit mm. snake. Spirit oh, snake. Okay. Psychic I'll snake. keep saying I'm not a spirit <laughs> snake. I'm just a Labrador. With no just legs. play with me. I think we have our new t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, that's a great shirt. We got to make that. I think that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> Someone please draw that I and send it to us. I can't believe there's a snake in this story. That's not a snake. It's crazy. Welcome and it's not a snake. Welcome to me and Dylan's life. Okay. I know. This is confirmation. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, guys. Yeah. One more time leap. Now we're in 2017. The year is 2074. <laughs> yeah. She's in the future now. Darth Vader came back. Yeah. Now, we've already discussed this. That was in the past, Adela. Okay, that's right. I'm sorry. That's okay. You're right. I've, I've done that dumb mistake before. Don't worry. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It's a dumb mistake. It's one thing he takes very seriously. Yeah, it's I the only it's thing the I have left. I know it's the past. The only thing I have left. All right. Let's get back to Juliet's story. All right, here we go. Now, this is the last of the story. I'm living in San Bernardino. Had a quarter-life crisis. I mean, this is like season one, season two, season three. So many character Skip, arcs. Skipping. I'm loving it. Uh, Binge and decided watching. I could make it on my own some 100 miles away from my family. Girl, get out of their grasp. They're only holding you back. You're gonna make it on your own. They have ghost snakes in their house. Get out of there. They're not working for no, you. No, not happening. Again, I was sleeping and my door opened. Oh, my good Lord. Put a padlock on there. <laughs> oh, no, guys. Guess who's back? Oh, the snake. The- 
the door open, and that same damn snake came in again, slithered up to my bed, and instead of wrapping around my neck, it was staring at me. Hmm. I could not move, but I could feel that heavy fuck laying on my stomach, (laughs) pelvis, and legs. Now she's pissed. Yeah, she's really angry. turning into a warrior. It just wants love. Oh, God. At this point, I was just pissed off as to why this kept happening. I purposely didn't say any prayers because now this was a nuisance. Three years in a row. Now this had to stop. So I started yes. back at. Uh, so I stared back at it for what felt like forever, and I got this sudden panic of "You're an idiot, dude! What the hell are you doing?" I closed my eyes and I felt fangs go down on my head. I shook and jolted my body up, and it was morning. To that, or sorry, that day, I went to my tattoo artist. And got Joshua 1-9 tattooed on me. The verse reads... Do you guys know this verse? Nobody here does. Be strong strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. That energy has not visited me since I got that tattooed two years ago. Other energies have. And maybe that is a story for another day. A lot of stories. This... That's season six through eight. (laughs) But this was my scariest encounter that lasted a few years. I do think it was a spirit energy that followed me for three years and just formed into whatever it wanted to, to scare me. Or I don't know. But for now, it's at bay. You guys are doing a great job with your podcast and how you do not strictly stick with ghosts. Definitely have been educating me and I'm sure others on all of your paranormal encounters. Well, thank you, Juliet. P.S. Look up the Camarillo State Hospital. I have attached a picture that is not my own, but it scares the crap out of me. This was from an abandoned part of the hospital. Literally, when it shut down, people just stopped what they were doing and left. And she's attached a photo of somebody who's staring in a mirror. And there seems to be some sort of... This is hard for you guys to see. Uh, I'll pass it over to you guys. But there's some type of entity in the reflection in the background. So that, that was a great story. Thank you so much. It was a great awesome story. Awesome letter. So good. funny. Also, like, oh. the snake thing. Are you kidding me? The snake just wanted the love. Oh, come on. Um, well, And for- the monk, like the monk that was yeah. protecting her that first time. Right. Um, well, first of all, spirits don't attach and they don't follow. So I, I actually just did a YouTube video about that oh. called um, Do Spirits Attach? <laughs> And they don't attach. The video is just her going, no. It's simple. They attach, no. It's a two-second video. And we're done. It's just Spoiler alert. With your back to camera. Just holding up the sign. You look over your shoulder. Like Miles Davis used to. And I just hold up signs. I don't talk. This is what's hard about our our podcast. We'll talk about things, and she's like, well, that doesn't happen. And I was like, so – that's what will happen. We'll go on the podcast. You'll say that doesn't happen. We'll be like, thank I you. Did why why does she have a snake three okay. years apart or I mean, two years so this a year is, apart? This is what people have to understand. Like, first of all, sleep paralysis is a thing. And sleep paralysis is usually when a spirit is uh, when something's actually not negative. They're actually trying to pull. You know how we t- talked earlier about my class mm-hmm. where I help in a more gentle way and the right way of pulling people out. Those energies are trying to help you sometimes come out and talk to them and visit them. Sometimes there's ones that are doing it too, like, you know, they're not doing it in a nice way. But the snake is more symbolic. It's, yeah. But it also makes me it makes me think that it was the spirit is not – because you and I have talked about the difference between, like, spirits and deities or spirits and energies. If it's not taking a form of a – like, I don't think that it's, like – 
the spirit of a person that passed and they're like, I'm going to be a snake. Like, no. I feel like there's there's a, a message there, some symbolism, like well, you said. Well, yeah, and I kind of believe in, you know, because I'm a practical person, there's also psychological things you're dealing with and you're battling. And she obviously, when she... The right thing she did was saying she wanted to face something. There was some her clues own fears. Yeah, in her story part. that yeah. she yeah. was, you know, having a quarter life right. crisis, right. Dealing, mm-hmm. needing change. The snake thing—that's a lot of it yeah. to me. And, my read on it is it's more and change. You brought that up a moment ago. Yeah, yeah. the snake sheds its skin. There you go. Transformation. So it's symbolic, and so yeah. it's a good message. See, a lot of times what people do, and we talk about this a lot, right, Dylan? That. Mm. A lot of stuff that is taught in the media and taught to people that is really bad and negative is actually trying to is not, and so it's like trying to right. have you change like drugs. L- yes, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but we did also- not. We did not just okay drugs. Dylan. We didn't. No, Let's I just didn't. make it clear that was um, Michael. But also, it was Michael. <laughs> I'm trying um, to learn. But also, uh, another. So the snake also represents offensive and defensive energy. Right. So if you look at the staff of Hermes, you see the yes, two snakes wrapped the around Catasus. it. Yeah. Look at you. You know. We talked about. Um, it. I always thought it was Caduceus. And, uh, Caduceus. Yeah. Caduceus. You know, ancient Greek. Caduceus. Ancient Greek. It's Greek to me. <laughs> um, but it, it represents uh, uh, the the malignant forces that are dark and light. You know, it's that duality. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know the snake can you, if you get bit by a snake you get poisoned but you actually need snake venom to heal you oh. so it represents that aspect of healing as well as well, yeah, and I can, a I, snake can eat its own tail and that's an ouroboros there, sure look is. at you I got, which also I got represents right about here you really? which also yeah, represents only- renewal that's. I've always thought if I ever get a tattoo, it's going to be that. Yeah. yeah, I've got that on my uh, on my side there. So, matching belly so orbs. Let's get orbs on our belly buttons. Yeah, that'd be so cute. And then let's touch them every time we meet. I love that. Instead play. of hugging, we lift our shirts and press them together. Oh my goodness! <laughs> like so all, the, all everybody when the boys went to the snake stories and comparing that. There we and go. I just want her to know that part of that was something trying to help her go through this change. Yeah. But yeah. I will tell you, I went to uh, – in my middle school uh, in Florida, Doral Academy, actually we found out. So there were we there were two suicides there um, and we found out that it used to be uh, a asylum um, and they just Ugh. gutted it out and turned it into a freaking middle school. Well, yeah. Sounds um, like a great idea. <laughs> this is a know, nice place perfect. for kids. You know, it was like, this would like, be a what? nice school. <laughs> but, once, but let's be real. Florida. Right. All yeah. goes back to Florida. Oh, oh, we love Florida, though. Yeah. We love you guys know, in the swamps. Craig, oh, right, right. Boy. Saving what about yeah. me? Do you still love me? <laughs> ah, my legs. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, qu- your questions for Adela and Dylan. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. <laughs> Does it explain a lot? No, it doesn't. Oh my god! All right, guys, are you ready for a little Q and A session? Yes. We're gonna yes. kick this off with uh, the e- the only email we got email question. Uh, this is from Manuel, and I know this gentleman, and he's awesome. And also, 
a huge Haunted Mansion fan. Ooh. He went to the 50th anniversary. Maybe I'm blowing him up a little bit. Maybe Whoa. I should have been. I, I'm sure he's fine. I wanted to go to that. <laughs> uh, don't I know. I was well, I was jealous. in New Orleans, so. Okay. Oh, the okay. real Haunted Mansion. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> okay. Years ago, I was very close to someone, so close that it often happened that I could sense that when she was feeling down and call to check on her, and she would always say, you always know when to call me. One extremely busy day before the days of cell phones, I couldn't get her out of my mind. I was swamped in college, dealing with meetings, class, and school projects from 7.30 a.m. until I finished my last meeting at around 9.30 p.m. While driving home exhausted, I pulled into a park that was still under construction, so there were no other people around. I just needed a few minutes to relax and collect my thoughts before getting home. And this place just seemed like a quiet place to do so. While sitting in my car, I started to feel the calmest and at most peace that I've ever felt in my life. Almost euphoric. Then I noticed that my car was being surrounded by dozens of rabbits coming out of the nearby tall grasses. I'm talking about around 50 of them. This peacefulness was amazing. And every worry I had uh, left... Every word that I had left, including that of my friend. After about 20 minutes, I drove home and quickly fell asleep. The next morning, while getting ready for school, I received a call from my friend's stepmother saying that my friend had committed suicide the day before. Mm. After months of feeling, so, of feeling guilty that I didn't make the time to reach out to my friend that busy day, I also felt like it was she who placed that feeling of peace upon me. So my question is, even though I believe that my friend tried to show me that she was at peace by having me feel that way, is she truly at peace? In your experience, what happens to the spirit of one who commits suicide? Or does that vary from one soul to another? That's Thanks a, for their story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So a bit, yeah. This is a heavy one, a little bit, no, but this it's is important. A, this is really important. I actually was going to, I'm wait, I'm kind of pacing, but I'm going to, I've been requested to do a YouTube video on this subject because it's a bit, I do a lot of these type of readings, um, more than I would like, you know, obviously. But um, what people, what I, what he should know and everyone should know is that when it comes to suicide, there's different types. There's accidental suicide um, that that realm calls accidental, which would mean people who are not being careful with their bodies. It can even be just being careless, like, you know, in your car, it could be drugs. It could be, you know, just not taking your life, you know, seriously. And you're just kind of playing with life. Um, they kind of consider that accidental. There's people who wake up that morning and plan it. I've, I've done some where they planned it for a year. Um, and so there's, there's different, it's all different scenarios, but at the, uh, it's all the same in that when people pass, there's nothing but compassion and empathy from that realm. And I call it, um, uh, a rehab for people who they call it like a spiritual rehab where your spirit has to go through healing. You still have to face and feel, everything you needed to face and feel in this realm. You feel everything everybody's experiencing in this realm. You can hear them. They can see you. They know what you're experiencing. And in order for them to grow and to heal, they have to face all of that. It is not a punishment. It's just um, growth and healing. So, she, yes, she was. This is the main thing people want to know. I'm not being punished. I'm not being treated poorly. Also, I'm not just skipping 
around and just getting away from life. That's what a lot of times I hear is people are like, I didn't know I was going to have to still see and feel, and well, I still need to go through the, what I need to go through. But some actually say this is a way that, you know, I'm willing to do it. Most say they were willing to do it. Sometimes they don't immediately feel that way because they're kind of in shock that they're still conscious and having to feel. Wow. But there's nothing but love and compassion in that, and empathy mm-hmm. in that realm. And rabbits have a lot of symbolism for the other world, you know? And, like, by having so many, it's kind of like, to What's, me... What is it? Uh, well, I mean, they're, so since... So uh, rabbits are... Um, in Celtic see, mythology, yeah, see, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, in Celtic mythology, you have you have um, essentially there's this myth of like the the um, it's Rhiannon, and she turns into a rabbit, um, or Bridget, she turns into a rabbit, uh, and she's supposed to be that link to Earth. Um, so from Who's the Bridget, Bridget she's a goddess of magic. Okay, yeah, and she's a goddess of healing. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a Celtic goddess. We talked um, about her on your first episode. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She she's the one that she survived forever. She goes from a pagan to a Catholic saint to a voodoo spirit. Um, so, but rabbits have a lot throughout European folklore. Um, and if you see a rabbit in the evening, or if you see a rabbit, it's supposed to be that you're either with this ancestral realm or you're connected to this ancestral realm. Whoa. You know? And I just want people to know that in the spirit realm, because people ask this a lot, a lot, a lot, um, they're not turning into these uh, physical, they're not turning into these uh, animals and things like this. The physical world here, the animal world, um, whether it's birds, you know, rabbits, butterflies, it's a frequency that the spirit world asks to for that for this for them to uh, help them out. They're like, okay, these I know he's sitting there and he's worried, and I need him to know, can you help me out? And so all those rabbits hear that frequency from the spirit and they cooperate with Whoa. the spirit. That's yeah. how it really works. And, and so that's what I want people to know so when you cool. see a butterfly. And you're like, oh, I was just thinking of my mom. Well, your mom's putting her, her, you into telepathically talking to you, putting that thought into your mind and then reaches out to the butterfly. Hey, could you fly by right now so they can correlate the two? Yeah. So it's all yeah. frequency working together. Wow. And to me, it's like what better way of um, confirmation or what better way of, you know, Obviously, instead of seeing the specter, instead of seeing that image, but like to be like sitting in a car and imagine like just seeing all these rabbits, mm-hmm. like the, I, I would say well, that there's something, to, yeah, yeah. To help him out. Yeah, wow, it's pretty interesting. And I want to say, if you're listening to this, if you've ever had or having thoughts of suicide, right. please talk to someone. Tell someone. Um, you can contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, mm-hmm. and if this is something you want to do, pause this, get a pen, and write this down. It's one eight hundred two seven three. Eight two five five. Yes, exactly. Let someone know you're suffering. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let us move on to the next question. Um, what? Uh, this is from uh, Instagram. This is Ryan H. What advice would you give to people that are scared of death? Um, that's a wow. That's wow. That some of these get yeah. real deep. <laughs> well, yeah, this is, I mean, this is my world. I'm just surprised yeah. they put it to your world, but um. It's hard because that's a good question because I'm I'm not a person that is. And so I have to think about I want people to know um, it isn't something to glorify. And I think that kind of goes in, you know, context with what Michael just said about the suicide hotline and stuff. These aren't things to glorify to understanding that realm. You know, you don't want to make it all, you know, <laughs> like, OK, right. this is a good. But I feel like what people should 
what I think would help is understanding that w- there, this is just one aspect of living. Mm-hmm. And if you look at it like this is the physical aspect of living and there's other aspects of living and that this isn't the end. I know it's kind of look at it like when you go on a great adventure, you go away to college or you start building your life and you're away somewhere and you're having this amazing experience, you know, if you know that there's going to be another section of experience in your life, like it's things are always changing. Things are always moving forward. Yeah. So I feel like if people look at it more that way, but of course change is hard. Of course. Yeah. You have to look at it naturally. And you, when I went to New Orleans and, and I was studying voodoo, um, you know, you learn about all these spirits of death. You know, death is a huge part of voodoo because it's it's honoring your ancestors and those who came before you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, our did. last podcast. And <laughs> The woman who taught me voodoo, she says, you know, it's the secret of death that no one wants to learn. And there's uh, the secret of life that no one wants to learn. And there was something about that that, it, like, you know, it's it's if you look at Egyptian culture, if you look at other things, you know, um, I think there it, it is a natural aspect of, of it's all about how we cycle through. Um, so obviously everyone – doesn't need to fear death, but uh, you know we all fear of stopping. Changes part you know, of, but it's yeah. all part of that change. Is all part of that process. Um, I used to be very, very scared of death, and then when you look at mythology, not that you need to, you know, you know, obviously you don't want to glorify death, but I do think that you know there is an aspect to it that is is necessary. You and know, then, and then that little boy grew up, <laughs> and he went shopping, and, and he, he found a, a, a black shirt with skulls all over, <laughs> and he said, "This really speaks to me now." Yeah, <laughs> I think he's. But that's the different. That's the, that's what's funny because I never has been afraid of death. Um, mm-hmm. I've been afraid of. I've always been aware of other people that I didn't want around yeah. me. But but that's I think where I, I think you're. you're I think that's where you're grounded. Yeah, he's very loves the, the, this world, and I came here going like, "Yeah, what what's up." And so I feel like it's the balance. So I think that if you look at death and you go, I'm living this life and I'm being in this world and I'm going to look at the other world and create a balance. But it is, it is a personal journey. Wow. For sure. Yeah. Um, this might be a question for Dylan, but I'm sure, Dela, you might have some insight on this as well. Uh, to Wedding t- Town says, what details do you need to sense whether someone – has had a hex or something well, that done. That is all Dylan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I, I get that all the time, and all I'll have time. people be like, can you do a am cleansing? Am I cursed? Am I cursed? <laughs> um, so first or am and I foremost, just ugly? <laughs> <laughs> um, first and foremost, you know, everyone has to take I, – I fully believe that, you know, you have to take control of your own life and acknowledge things that you've done. But really it's uh, it's – if you feel lethargic, if you feel that you're doing everything at your best, wait, it's a thing. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I people just can get to know. cursed. Yeah, people get cursed. Okay. Who's doing um, this cursing? Uh, yeah, well, we so, want to know. So first and foremost, it's not always. Everyone's like, you know, someone was doing witchcraft. It's not true because do you know that just like we were talking about frequencies and energy, hate unfortunately yeah. sometimes triumphs good in the sense of energetic blasts so that person that you cut off if they scream like fuck you and they and they have that sense Oops. of hate a hex oh. upon you yeah upon your house uh, pox <laughs> upon your house yeah that energy we'll is, is, yeah. is on you and if you do not take into effect to remove that or or counter that in some way whether it be a spiritual cleansing or whether it just be acknowledging that you're going to get better or 
deflecting it, you are receptive to that energy. So that curse. So it's not the traditional unquote, way people think. It's like, not the traditional, in like thinner, in, like the, in movie the woods, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in the woods, getting Drag the doll. Me to hell. Right. Yeah, it's not that. But I really do feel that um, a lot of it is. Does someone really hate you? And if they wake up every morning and they're sending that rage towards you, Oof. you can be receptive to that. And that will impact your life. How do you Makes guard sense. yourself against you know? that? Um, so I, I think there are, I mean, there are many ways. Florida water. <laughs> this is a real uh, commercial for Florida water. <laughs> I know, Jesus. Really you have so many uses. Uh, we're not Florida water. We sell it at the Mystic <laughs> Museum. Oh, boy. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, but that's where, you know, when you get witchy, you know, salt, you know, salt absorbs energy. Do I just and salt. Dunk yeah. a bucket of salt on my Hell head? Hell yeah. Or just sprinkle you put it. it you, you can sprinkle it. You can sprinkle it around you. You can put it in one of those little spray bottles that you got like at Sally's. And it's also like being conscious. But also uh, being, conscious being conscious of that there's, of, there is energy. Of what you're doing. Yeah. And, you know, how do you undo a curse? Think of the person that you might have harmed or think of the person that you might have affected and maybe apologize to that person. Yeah. Or maybe try to make amends. Because I think a lot of it is like, oh, you know, this person cursed me. But I, I really feel that it's it's taking on that responsibility. Couldn't you do that to yourself, though? Oh, you could do that, too. You could have that sense of forgiveness and strength to continue on. You know, taking a nice bath and meditating and being like, I'm going to do better. Or whatever I did, you know, I, I make amends for and I'm going to take that next step. I like to take my mistake and all my shame and just keep wearing it like layers and layers of soiled underwear no, and walk scr- around in life scrub it until off. I can't physically move my legs anymore. That's how I want to... That's how I live. Okay. There we go. What about those people? This is from Ye220. What Ooh. about... This is like a... This guy sounds like... A, or he or she sounds like a, a droid. Um, what about those people who were evil or filled with hate when they were alive? Like Hitler. Is their spirit the same after death in the next realm of existence? This this is a question I get a lot. And actually, I know this sounds strange, but I've talked to that realm like many, many, many times because it's a, it's a valid thing. It's not, it's not like people are just, you know, okay, you died and, and it's nothing but love and I hope you grow it's one of those things that if, if people like are in that space um, the, and they are really in that space and they pass, a lot of times they stay in that space yeah. because they're it's like creating your own hell. Yeah. And so can those people grow? This is the hard part. That I think that's hard for everyone to kind of want to be even thinking about. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like it's everything's washed over you have that person would have you remember i said you have to face everything and it's almost like standing on a stadium and all of those things come at you all of those energies can you imagine being that person you have to face and feel and some of them do not want to yeah mm-hmm. and they were like i'm just gonna stay in this dark space sounds like hell to me sounds like yeah hell. yeah um <clears throat> okay here's a real real softball for you okay this good. is from spooky moon witch <laughs> spooky moon witch what is the meaning of life Oh, oh God! You know, let's see. In ten seconds, Dylan. Yeah. Would you like oh, to? Um, um, yes. Ten um, seconds. The meaning of life. Oh. The meaning of life. Yes. Uh, yeah. She oh, says. Gosh. I think Adela started covering this in another episode. The meaning of life. Got, yeah, yeah. I you did, covered that. I have answered this question, and I would not that I said I knew the meaning of life. Don't look at me like that. Do. I didn't. No. I I just said that I think that's a that's a obviously a huge question, 
But I feel that we're here because we talked about it on this podcast. We're here because we come from this other place where you don't you're not physically bound by the earthly realm. And we're here to come in this space that we are limited. Mm-hmm. It's easy to under let's put it this way. It's easier to understand and have all this love and understanding in your heart on the mountaintop. But it's very hard in amongst chaos and pain. So the mm-hmm. challenge is, can we still hold on to something and rise above it through that? That's, I mean, that's a short. I nail. think that works. Yeah, I like it. She's yeah. got two questions. What? <laughs> Follow up. Spooky. I love that these are the two. One, big. Two, my altar is on my dresser with a mirror, not my bedroom. Is that okay? Do it. <laughs> Wait. It's, it's it's on my dresser her... with a mirror. Yes, like a vanity table. Okay, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. In, in her, her bedroom, bedroom. Not, not in my bedroom. Oh, good. Is that okay? Yes, we do not want the altar in the bedroom. Yes, we do not want the altar Why in the that? bedroom because you're constant with that much. energy. It's yeah. too much. Okay, it's Talk too about much. Not sleeping. But is so, the yeah. mirror amplifying? I would the say. Yeah, I would say it does. Yeah, I have a mirror on my altar. Yeah, because it's it's that mirror represents that portal to the other realm. So yeah, she's she's doing it exactly right. Um. Okay, I feel like we have an obvious answer sitting right in front of us. Bunny Hug wants to know, how do you find a good psychic tarot reader online or in person? What should you expect? How do you avoid attracting bad energy in general? Attracting positive. I mean, listen, we got two. I'm going to answer this question. There's two sitting right here in front of me. Follow the links that I have uh, on in the show notes. You should find... Uh, and we did a podcast about... Fake, how to fest, yeah, how to do fakes fake and, ones, and, and, yeah. and, the, and the tricks people yeah. do. So okay, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna send you the reference yeah, material. There you, go. Go. Check yeah. there you go. Took um, care of that one yeah, for that you. Really Found really easy. <laughs> uh, Peachmilk.t says, "Are there signs or something equivalent that a person is more naturally inclined in developing psychic skills or at developing psychic skills?" Well, I'm gonna say mine in a quick, and then I'll let you. But I say to people, everyone can learn to paint play the piano but not everyone's going to be Riley, right? Oh, not everyone's going to be a professional oh, nice. musician. So I kind of feel like what, you know, I believe in, you know, we we do teach and I believe you can enhance, but not everyone's going to want to take on a life, you know, has the ability or even take on cuz it's it's a way of life. This isn't just mm-hmm. something we do. Absolutely. And I I think too it's it's you know, there's that professional aspect and then there's doing it. So I, I do think that everyone has this, the gift that is intuition. I think it's honing it. But right. then I think there's that like taking on like, I don't know, there are moments where I'm like, maybe I should be getting up at 6 a.m. and going to auditions for theater instead of taking this next client. What should I always joke about? <laughs> she, uh, Adela's yes. like, I'm just going to work at Target. Target and collect paychecks. <laughs> there you go. You know, because we do this professionally, but <gasps> yeah. oh my God, that Oh, doggy. the sweetest boy in the world. Like a oh, white wolf us. appears. He looks like a wolf. He does. <laughs> Mr. Nova. Um, He's my best friend. Speaking of on cue, Jody Bat asks, "Do wild animals transition like some believe, like some believe dogs and cats do? People sport, uh, uh, people seeing their cats or dogs ghost or feeling their presence. I'd like to think uh, an opossum or squirrel that was roadkill wouldn't be trapped in that form and remember that trauma. Do they move on? And if so, 
Are there trillions of wild creatures just swirling around us? Yes. I think mammals are the focus of my question because to (laughs) ponder cold-blooded animals, snakes, frogs, fish, or insects are are a different answer. And I don't know if they are. I don't know if I agree with that. I, yeah, I As would be animals raised for food like cows and pigs. Oh. No, I don't agree with no, that at all. There's no hierarchy in the animal realm. There's no realm. hierarchy, period, in that realm. Yeah. Um, but yes, I animals... saw the first five minutes of Lion King, and I know you guys are wrong about that. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it um, weird I, that the remake animals, that was bad. Yeah. The animals like bow to the the guy that eats them all? I know, yeah. That it sounds is. like capitalism to me, I know that's man. not an original yeah. thought. I have a lot no. of things I could say about Lion King. Okay. But I, I really feel like, okay, so Florida, I was back to Florida. We had a horrible hurricane. And there were lots of animals that perished and, and passed. And I remember, like, seeing them. Actually, I think animals are, like... I see it's so easy for me to see animal spirits as opposed to well, those get, of actual people. I get people. asked this so much. That's why I did a video on it. And um, animals, um, here's the, here's a nutshell of it. They don't have any fear of death. They have no problem with death. They don't have any problem with the cycle of life because they can see that realm when like all the time. So they see that realm all, when they're alive. So um, just like people, they pass, but they are much easier. Like I can see them almost easier because they just don't have emotional, psychological hangups about things. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, animals are in the spirit realm, just like uh, people. But they you, just you best believe if Marie Laveau passes, I'm going to be going to Adela and be like, talk to her. Well, I have this. She's, not- <laughs> <Let me say. laughs> she's like, she's going to say, I'm a Labrador. I, I already told yeah. you that snake has to have a glass. <laughs> We're, you know Wall. what? We'll we'll write an email to Juliet, and we'll 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 get you back in touch with that snake. Um, I had like a total stoner moment a couple weeks ago, but it was really intense. And I have to say, I wasn't that high, but I was <laughs> cuddling fucked. with my bulldog, Aww. and we were like loving on each other, like forehead to forehead. Mm. And I was suddenly struck with this profound thought that. I was like, oh, we're soulmates in the sense that whatever my spirit is, I came up with, I started getting this idea that that whatever my spirit is, has in part of the process of coming here, fractures and part of those fractures, those smaller shards of my spirit are the pets that I have with me in my life. And mm-hmm. it's not that I'm the dominant spirit right. and they're the lesser one. It's like if a, if a cup, if a ceramic cup breaks, mm-hmm. it's just like, well, I'm the larger chunk of that cup. But the point is we're all the cup. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that. And I just felt like I was like, oh, I get it. I mean, I was, you know, again, stoner thought, but I was like, I get it. This is. He's part of my. We the share this. We we yeah, the we, we, we sh- actually do share the same soul. Mm-hmm. I thought about it that way. You I know? believe. I yeah. totally believe Absolutely. that. Absolutely, animals see themselves as reflecting back to you what oh, you need. So yeah, they and are. They they don't need us as much as we think they need us. Listen, yeah. it made a lot of sense to me at the time, and I cried and cried. Yeah, we'll Aww. talk about telepathic. Like, <laughs> I kind of feel like, and and I mentioned, you know, my my first 
the first dog that I had, like growing up, my childhood dog, his name was Aladdin, an ad partner. Um, and I and, saw the other day in your Yeah, apartment. oh my God, she saw my dog. Really? It was so weird. She's like, oh, there, she was like, and she stopped herself too. She's like, no, you don't have a dog. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. And she's like, oh, he was like this big and he was like, you know, tan brown. And I was like, well, that's a partner. <laughs> um, but I always felt like we had this weird telepathic, mm-hmm. like, I didn't have to talk. I just knew, you know? Yeah. We had this weird, yeah. So I definitely, I think that you know, if you have an animal or animals in general, you can you can definitely. There's a sense of knowing. They're part of the collection. Yeah, they're collective part consciousness. of. They're part of that. Yeah. I believe yeah. it. And if you take that and expand it out to all animals, well, that's what I'm saying. And then everybody, yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I'm part trying to think. That's right. Yeah. Feeling and magnify that's it out absolutely. to everything John, Michael, everywhere. Are you ready to take the that. pill now? No, no girl. <laughs> <laughs> We'll talk. Maybe we'll see. All right, we have time for a couple more. If we don't get to your question, I'm so sorry. We'll save them. Dylan and Adela are going to be on the show again. But um, thank you guys for writing in. Let me see. Oh, Adela, um, thanks. Sally wants to know what's your take on the Akashic realm. You've mentioned this before. You don't buy into it. No, because uh, to me, Ex- that, first explain yeah. it, what it is. This is like a Bryce thing. It's like that. Yeah, it, it's like a, I think that was the mistake I made. I made. And he, I realized quickly he uh, is into it. Hey, you know what? You don't show up for the podcast. We're going to dish your Akashic Realm <laughs> to Akashic Burn. Akashic Burn, baby. You feel my Akashic Burn? <laughs> exactly. Um, it's kind of the belief that there's like these records that hold everybody's soul of where they're going to go and where they're c- coming from. I just don't have that because I think it's a that's kind of implying almost like a distinct a destiny or a right. fate. Something written in stone. And I don't believe in that. I don't believe in predetermination. I believe that we have a core of who we are. That is the core of who we are. But it's kind of taking away the responsibility that everything we're doing does create our future. Every decision we're making. So it's kind of like to me. And then I know people like study it for like six weeks and they get a certificate. And oh my god, it's crazy! Yeah, we don't want um, to get started no. on that. But <laughs> I, I really don't. I don't feel in a. Con- I don't think there is a controlled sense of yeah. of fate, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that. And then the whole like how many the when people are like the soul contracts, you know. And I was like, no, I have no contract with anyone. It kind of it kind of it goes so soul contracts go along with people usually be kind of kind of can be connected to Akashic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's this idea that everything's kind of arranged. And I, I believe that arranged. we kind of have kind of what Michael's saying before we come here, that cup is there and yeah. we disperse. And then we, even the person at the grocery store may yeah. be the person that you knew in that realm. But yeah. So right. that, I think there are some things that can't you like, I think as a reader, like there are some things that are hard to fight. You know, that I like, oh, this is your path, you know, so to speak. But I don't think it's written in stone. Um, a lot of misconceptions that in like palm reading too, everyone thinks like, tell me what's going to happen to me. Uh, but palm reading is actually the, the stress that you put in your hand. Oh. So when I'm reading your palm, I'm not reading your set path. I'm essentially reading the path that you've brought upon yourself. Because he says it changes, right? It changes. Yeah, the lines cool. of your hand change. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, surprise. Uh, thanks, Sally. It has a question for you, Mystic Dylan. What are your tips for a beginner to get into a proper mental state to be open to divination divination and be more open to messages and i'd also like to tack on another one of our instagram questions uh any tips for people who want to get into tarot oh yeah so first and foremost i think 
there are a lot of misconceptions about tarot. Like people are like, oh, it has to be gifted to you and you have to be in this mindset and you have to do that. And I really don't like what you have to just learn the cards. If you memorize the cards and the keywords, like so the beginning steps would be find a tarot deck that you the illustrations speak to you, you know, find the art that you like and a good tarot deck because a lot of people will get the Rider Waite or they'll get the first tech that's recommended to them as opposed to one that they connect with. And if you don't connect with the art, you won't connect with the cards. Uh, so definitely do that. And it's really learning the – once you learn the keywords and you kind of memorize the keywords like flashcards – Everything else will kind of open up for you. And in terms of getting in the mindset for a reading or anything to do, I mean, I, I you know, take those first few minutes for yourself. Um, and I kind of like take a deep breath and like before I just jump into a reading, um, you can cleanse the space. You can do lots of things. But it's really just finding that. I think divination, when you're using tools, um, a lot of people think that they have to get super spiritual and super woo and be woke and open to this. And I really think – if you learn the tool and you learn the history of the tool and why you're using the tool, because I can't tell you how many tarot card readers I've met where it's like, oh, I do tarot. And I was like, wow, let's talk about the history of tarot. And they're like, uh, it comes from Barnes and Noble. And I'm like, oh, girl. <laughs> so I think it's like learn learn the tool, learn cool. the history of the tool, try to connect. I love that. Yeah. Um, this is from Twitter. We have two more. Ooh, um, tweaks. Keep coming. What? Are your opinions, both of you, on the nature of individuals such as Indrid Cold? So we're talking about entities or strange people. Indrid Cold is kind of a men in black type figure that uh, stepped out of UFO, said he was from a different world, and sort of uh, he was called the Grinning Man. He had like oh, you uh, did that. You did the, yeah, episode on he that. did. Yeah. He had a, like a wide smile. He wore like a weird green jumpsuit Mm -hmm. some people think that he's an extra dimensional entity and not like a or extra dimensional entity not extraterrestrial i don't know there are these strange cryptids and creatures that pop up that are seem to have some sort of a trickster uh thing about them yeah i think i i believe in interdimensional beings for sure and i do believe that there are trickster ones and mm-hmm. when i heard that one you guys covered it felt very trickstery like mm-hmm. everything about it so it felt very trickstery and what that means is for people to understand is that it's kind of similar to that girl who saw this tall being that bend you know down you know the, the story mm-hmm. you told um it's kind of sometimes to kind of give you a little peek that this world does exist but i'm not going to really tell you everything there's a thing called unmasking and it's one thing that i was taught from that realm where you have to learn to unmask these tricksters and as you unmask them the power gets less and the even the smiling grinning thing is then the way his energy was described it's almost like challenging you like can you figure me out mm-hmm. can you unmask me can you really see me because it's not really what you think it is and what yeah. are the difference between entities like that and the watchers which another one of our uh, listeners had said tell us more about the watchers well the watchers yeah i've got weird funny enough on my youtube channel people are into the, the watchers inter, the interdimensional mm-hmm. like video has the most hits less comments which tells me people are afraid more afraid to admit Mm. but they want to watch and i got a lot of like please do a video on the watchers i was like it was a big episode for us too people really really liked they like the watchers are purely nothing don't even put them in the same category as a trickster these are ancient 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 beings that will not interconnect with you in that kind of way they will make their presence known 
when they choose to to a, to a certain degree, but they they're not going to comfort you. They're not going to be all warm and fuzzy. And I heard you you yeah, talked totally. about it. What you talked about is exactly how I've experienced it. It's a knowing. It's a it's a presence that you didn't feel warm and fuzzy. Not at all. Yeah. But you know you're in something that's like crazy like you can't you can't like it's not ta- it's not talking yeah. Riley, can i clue my listener do you want to yeah yeah sure no you go was? ahead no, you this go was ahead. riley told the story of a dmt trip that uh he took years and on years ago eric edelstein's video yeah that's right that was on eric's episode yeah. which was a really fun episode yeah, so if you want to hear about that check that out but yeah when you brought up the watchers the other day it was the the only time i'd ever heard something described that sounded like what i experienced from that where it was that that presence that's like not it wasn't sinister either, no. though, but it was just not comforting. It's like the it's like the very, very serious, fact. like you know, yeah. when the the head of the of the school, uh, the head and head of that, uh, the head 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 of the school, yeah. walks in and just stands there, yeah, and they're there to make sure that not only all the other beings, all these other beings, inter, interdimensional beings, us, all, are not crossing major major lines. They're not there to like do the little lines. Mm-hmm. You know, like Archangel Michael and all those type of, mm-hmm. and, you know, which Archangel Mike, Michael has different names and stuff. But those energies are more closer. They're there to make sure that way other things aren't being crossed. But they do want to be known that there is um, a presence there. It's 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 an overseer. But they do not interfere and they're not there to be your friend. They're not there to hold your hand. No. Yeah. And actually every culture, like there's always that story of the trickster and there's always that story of the watcher. So it's like Loki. Yeah. And look at that. And Uatu, the watcher, Marvel Comics. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. So just from that, you have those stories of these of these beings, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's it's very interesting. I, I definitely like we it all comes together, you know? I used to see I I've yeah. It's in, it's intense. Used to see what? I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, don't trail off. Well, I mean, and we're out of time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the seances I used to do, I used to see them, and that's when I would know. Like, it's people would feel something. It's a whole different thing, and it's it's it might have even been like crossing the line too long. Um, they're there to make sure you're not fully going to cross the line. Like, I used to have dreams over since I was a little. I'd have dreams of flying. And I would go over the water, and um, every time I would try to go over the water, I'd hear something. You know, they're always tall. I think those may not even been the watchers mm-hmm. know, per se, but there is something. You know, I would fall into the water, and, say, and I would hear you're going too far. So that was like me playing. Like I've tried to do that for a long time. I would always try to make over the water, but then there was something that came on when I started practice professionally doing this and working with that realm where those came in and said, well, you thought you were dealing with the protectors, but we're, we're going to now make sure you're not doing other things. They are there to introduce you to the other interdimensional beings. They're there to make sure that they don't do things to you. They're there to make sure you're not going too far. You're not abusing power. They're very big on don't abuse power. What's interesting, I've had, sorry, no, I had an experience where, um, yeah. Last year, I took on so I do spell work and ritual stuff for clients, mm-hmm. and I did one for a client. And she asked, like, you know, she really she wanted something that at first I was like, you know, this is a little. I was like, I don't know, there are like boundaries or whatever. And I was like, you know what? And I she Venmoed me, and I was like, I'm gonna do it. I'm ready. 
and my cattle would break. Wow. I was out, like, my herbs, like, and I just remember there was this overarching gut feeling of, like, and I didn't feel alone, and I was like, this isn't right. And so when you were talking about boundaries, I even think on a, on a weather, you know, I think on a, on a magical realm too, I think there is this boundary of like, I'm crossing a line. And those, and, and those are, those are like what I think of St. Michael and deities, but the watchers are above, above those. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They wouldn't interfere with the spell work. They interfere with even the people who are creating the boundaries, making sure they're not yeah. abusing their power. I actually right. ended up refunding her, not taking her service because I was like, this is not like just trying that, just <laughs> yeah. trying that and knowing that I couldn't complete what I had to. And, and then I started to think of like, I had a dream like the night of, of like all these effects and things that happened. And I was just like, but like, I, yeah, so I, I just realized, Oh, sorry. But I, one of the ways, so this is what's kind of interesting because he's a witch and one of the ways I kind of really understood what I was seeing was through a high priest, priestess witch, um, was one night I was sleeping and I was maybe going to be in this coven and they deal with the watchers and I didn't know really. And I was sleeping and I heard a very loud, like deep voice, like I can't even explain the most powerful voice. I've ever heard and said, come with us. And it, it wasn't a spirit. It was not nicey nice. It was the most powerful pull and voice I've ever heard. And I popped up and I freaked out and I like did my like, you know, Hey, Michael, I don't know what's going on. And then I heard like, Oh, sorry. And it pulled back. And so I called this high priestess and she's like, yeah, that's the watchers. They, think you know them already because you're so advanced in your gifts that they just thought you're you're ready for this and I look on my wall and there was like a triangle like just appeared and I because she's like yeah because she's like an older lady she's like yeah you know it'll be fine like so I call her back <laughs> and I'm like why is there a triangle she goes yeah I trapped it I, I thought when I thought it was a spirit I was creating the trap because triangle represents trapping a spirit and I physically saw it. And she goes, but it's the watcher. Was it three-dimensional or was it a... It was like it's like someone drew it on my on my wall. What? It was yeah. it glowing? It was just like a drawing. Just seriously like if someone took a pen and drew it. And I was like... I was picturing glowing too. Yeah, it wasn't glowing. Version. It wasn't as, as glamorous as that. It, it was enough. Let me tell you. Yeah, that's enough. <laughs> that's was enough. enough. And she's like, and she's like, you know, old been you know this is her old hat to her so she's like yeah you know i did that when i thought it was a spirit but it's the watchers you just they're you're not just tell them you're not ready so i so that did happen so i did do uh, my own thing of introducing like when i was ready and that's when i started knowing their presence more yeah so that was like but it was definitely one of those things that like i didn't really tell a lot of people obviously and she knew what i was talking about and and uh, she kind of basically was like, that's what they do. That's what I meant by their job is to go, so you're in this realm. You're dealing with all these other beings that protect this realm, like Michael and this and all these people. We're here to make sure who you are and who you're dealing with and you guys – and you're not crossing lines, and they're not. It's. They're... I'm a little mad at them though, because see, I had this idea that when we started this podcast, yeah, Adela was going to talk to Cleopatra, 
find out where her tomb was. We were going to be multimillionaires. <laughs> and we were going to have this show where it's like uncovering tombs or uncovering things. You got to start. It's against the rules, you. Huh? Looking you under the, the, <laughs> the Sphinx and finish yeah. Edgar Casey's yes. work. And the that TV. is where the watchers. But that's where the watchers come in. Like you can't abuse it. You can't abuse can't, it. They would yeah. ne- not allow it. It's like when I was a kid and I was reading Green Lantern. And I was like, if I had Green Lantern's ring, I would just make a naked woman. <laughs> and I was like, I don't. Th- I think Ganthet and the and the Guardians wouldn't let that. That's happen. right. That's abusing that, the ring. That's right. And people don't understand that when people are like, "Oh, didn't you want to win the lottery?" I'm like, I, be- yeah, of course. But I've already been told you can't use things for certain ways. Yeah, the Watchers won't let us. All right, one last question. We'll wrap it up. Um. Oh boy, I didn't see who wrote this down. Let me double check. Here this comes is my the song where it's Michael's stalling and singing. Stalling and singing. It's the singing, stalling song. Where were you? Where did you go? Um, okay, well, I'm sorry I didn't write down your name, but guess what? I'm going to ask for your question. I'm going to ask your question. Uh, this is from Instagram. How can we raise our vibrations enough? To start reaching the other dimension, and what works best when manifesting intentions, spells, and and uh, mediation? Ooh, um, raising vibrations. Can I just say I did a, a video on it? No, yeah. okay, I, I did a video on it on my YouTube channel. How to raise your vibrations? Um, how to open your tissue? But actually, what I really said in a nutshell was everybody has to kind of find their way that. Um, pulls them up and it really is actually not what people think it's like when you space out like someone some people like to do it when they're driving I like to use music like I wish I could have been born to be Riley but the universe said you would have been a asshole rock star and dance and dance Dance and movement and dance Mm -hmm. and so music dance and music but it does that doesn't mean that's the way you have to do it so some people could be gardening could be washing the dishes seriously it could be things where you just kind of space out when you feel yourself pulling and like imagine when you're a kid and you just kind of get lost and that's how you open and and raise your frequency. It's allowing yourself to kind of drift out and everybody has a different way they do it. Some people have to run and they like the adrenaline. Some people just want complete peace, quiet nature. So you got to kind of start with remembering who you are and what gets you there. Find your jam. Yeah. And for spell work, for in terms of, of manifestation, uh, I've, well, not I've learned. Yeah, I've learned on firsthand. You have to be really specific <laughs> about what you want. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because the universe will listen, but, you know, there's that trickster energy. Well, or there the are classic, those other be things. Be careful what you wish for. Absolutely. Kind of Absolutely. Be specific. It's, you have to be really, and if you think you're too specific, you're not being specific. Enough. Just like when you're making choices in scene work as an actor. That's you right. make specific choices. What drives your character? What do they want? What are their expectations? What are their obstacles? You're really good. <sighs> well, you're being a conduit when yeah. you're acting. You're a con- yeah, absolutely. You're, you're creating, you're, you're mirroring back uh, society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I mean, I've definitely had, I'm sure you've had this as well, Riley. And I know you guys have, but like. There was definitely like moments and they're fleeting where you were like, I remember one time specifically I was doing a scene from Shakespeare and there was like a moment where like I got out of the way, the text just started doing it. Mm-hmm. I'd done all the mm-hmm. homework. Yeah. And then I just got like, I felt like there was something 
bigger than me just I was channeling through and I suddenly was like oh I understand everything that's happening I get it I get it it's like one of those oh fuck I get it moments mm-hmm. yeah and you're like really in the moment with that and then almost as soon as you're like oh I'm doing it I'm it's, doing it then you're, you're out you're that's done. right yeah. that's the whole Absolutely. goal though yeah, right that's, the, that's the payoff it's yeah. that zone yeah, it's, the and trance. it's true it's tougher I've had it more when doing theater stuff than because TV, film yeah. and TV so stop and start right. I'm learning you can't go in the flow yeah, yeah I'm learning more and more as the more I do it like how to get in that moment and get mm. in that access that zone but it's tough but that's what it reminds me absolutely right. also it would remind me when you're talking about be specific like uh, I, I noticed we, when we're working on our record, even when I'm producing, and you're, someone's doing a part, it's like, no, you get, like pick exactly your notes. Like that needs more intentionality. If it's sort of just these couple meandery notes, it's like, no, 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 that's not working. Like it has to be like choose your notes and just those notes and yeah. nothing else. And that always works the best it's in true. music. You got to really have the intention behind what you're playing. That's why this is called the craft in everything, whether it be acting or music or what we do. It's a craft because you have to hone it. And I think that yes. so many people Honing take... Honing it is key. Like, we've been... We've been we, this oh is a life thing. This is our life. And I think like, us meeting each other, I think we force each other to hone it more, yeah. so to speak, because we're kind of, like, constantly, like, doing better through well, talking you're, it you, out. And you're always grounding, which I have a hard time with, but yeah, I, I think, and and I'm trying to push him to that realm. But yeah. I think honing, I think any, right, when anybody say that, you can't just wake up and say, I'm going to do this. No. It's tough. That's when you <laughs> yeah. got to get ego out of the way. You got to get ego out of the way. Absolutely. Yeah. We've, we've done that. I mean, bands are that way, mm-hmm. acting true. I mean, even doing this podcast, Podcasts we're constantly bands, like checking in with yeah. each other and be like, hey, let's try this. Let's not do this anymore or whatever. But it's uh, and it can, it can be tough sometimes. Yeah, that's yeah. the human side. Uh, absolutely, yeah. and I think the other thing too is I think you are you end up by being in the craft, you end up being a slave to the craft. So you are constantly working or pulling that plow, so to speak. So extra, so like for us, like Adela is not like well, she's super humble and awesome, but she's not cashing in on like Psh, I'm a medium. No, it's a lot of work, and she has to keep in check and balance with the spirit realm and the people. So she's doing double duty. Thanks, Dylan. You know, and Dylan's and actually, in the realm of can spell we just, work. Can we just tell each other how great? We yeah, are? Let's, yeah, let's a bunch of no, best no. friends <laughs> figuring out life, <laughs> complimenting each this other. This is kind of what we do have in common because he's very humble too. He he can be he can joke about it and stuff, but he. He's like the he's the person that every time you go up to like anybody, we get a coffee. Every single person he asks, "How's their day going? How's your day going?" And he's just, um, I feel like that's a big part of it. It's that just like what you know, you do, Michael. What you do, Riley. We're just being conduits to reflect to each other, and we're all servicing each other. And I think um, that's kind of the number one thing. I think we both want to express to people if you're going to do something like this you have to know it's not about you mm-hmm. great love it empathy guys thank you so much for coming back to the clubhouse thank you um, thank you we would have you us. on every week if we could uh where can people find the witch in the medium you can find the witch in the medium on most App- podcasts right great. Mo- p- place yes. platforms ipod and it's called Odd Pod. iPod it's now. Apple Podcast. Apple Pod. Apple yeah. Podcast. A- Apple yeah. Pod. Wherever you get, wherever you listen. Yeah. Unless you're on the Campfire website, then it'll you'll it'll pop up, right? I mean, I, anywhere. I, I, my, Wherever you're listening to this, know. go search. <laughs> it's yeah. on uh, the internet. It's on the internet. <laughs> you'll uh, find it. Uh, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Mystic Dylan official, um, and then Adela Levine. Yeah, I'm Adela Levine. 
Well, he's mysticdillonofficial.com <laughs> yes. and mysticdillonofficial on Instagram. I'm Adele Levine on all social media. And I What's your website? It, my website's adelelevine.com and Great. I do YouTube. And you both can do reading stuff for people yes. remotely. Yes. yes. So if you're listening to this yes. on the other side of the country... You can still work with these but two. Reading, Phone, man. Skype. Yeah, yeah it we works. Do, we do it constantly. Yeah. I know people have done it and they have interviews. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much. That's another episode of Bigfoot Collectors Club. Uh, we have been to Salt Lake City by the time this comes out, I <laughs> we think. Have or been. we're yeah. just about to go. Mm, let's take the a look. The future is uncertain. The future is uncertain. Know? Nothing. Let's take a look. This no is the Akashic Records proving they don't <laughs> exist. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, we'll have already been there. So thanks for coming to the Salt Lake City <laughs> Thank show you guys. at Fan X. We, we had were a great there. time. We had a great oh, time. Salt Lake In the future. Um, uh, you may or may not have heard that yet, but we've already done it. Um, <laughs> so that's it for now. And uh, check out our merch. Uh, don't know where our merch store is right now. I think it's still in T Public. Maybe not. We'll find out. Again, the future Check is uncertain. The show notes. You'll find the links, and because you know what we have to do, we got to get one of those uh, those those new shirts that we have. That's oh, Snake Dog. Yeah, Snake oh, Dog. Yeah. <laughs> got to get. Don't snake forget dog. about me. I'm an abomination of nature. All right, everyone. We'll see you next week. Until then, have a great night and go get regressed. Good night, everybody. Good night. Collectors Club is produced by Riley Bray. Our theme song is Come Alone by Sun Eaters, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps get the podcast to more listeners. To support the show, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash Bigfoot Collectors Club and unlock multiple reward episodes every month. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night, Douglas Wagg Jr. lay motionless across a strip of railroad tracks before being struck by an oncoming train. I'm investigative journalist Delia D'Ambra, and my investigation into exactly how Doug died took me into the depths of a bizarre mystery. It was really hard to understand what was fact and what wasn't. A mystery that has led me from one suspicious death to another. Listen to CounterClock now, wherever you listen to podcasts.